Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Like this whole journey of this last year is me regaining trust in myself and following my gut and following my body too. Cause like the body doesn't lie. Energy doesn't lie. Ooh, it's about to get juicy here. Welcome back to TK's Juicy Pod. I am here today with Man and Matthews. Hello, hello. Well, I'm so excited to meet you because although we did get set up through, I think, your publicist, you have a very fancy team. I do. <laughs> yeah. That's when you know you're legit when, like, someone connects you through, like, a team member. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess this girl must be very legit. <laughs> well, I had to because I started, I had my assistant reaching out for a while. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess even the fact of saying my assistant, who I yeah. I don't have right now, because but I used to, and no one responded. So I was like, okay, I got to hire people. Really? Oh, yeah. I think things yeah. get lost. I mean, it takes me, like, I need, re- like, f- to be reminded, like, four times, like, hey, check your email. And I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. No, I get it. So, Manon, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I Just, like, the one-minute podcast spiel of if someone hasn't, for some reason, heard of you before, other than your, like, iconic vines. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, do you give us the one-minute spiel? Yeah. Born and raised in Los Angeles. My name's Manon Matthews. I'm a recent author. I wrote a book called Funny How It Works Out. I got started on my social media on Vine. I had three million followers. Then I, since then, have transferred to Instagram and now TikTok. So content creating machine as well as I used to do stand up. I have a spiritual channel called Manifestation. And so I kind of like to I think master healer is just what I'm going to say in this podcast is like I heal (laughs) like to heal people through laughter, but also like I love I love to get like deep and serious. And that's what like a lot of my book is about. Really? Uh, Well, tell us a little bit about your book. I'm actually so fascinated. I was reading I was watching your video on your website. You were talking about like your little promo for your book. And I was, by the way, your promo was so good because I was like, Fork, I need to read this book. It sounds so interesting. Oh, yay. Um, 
so can you tell me a little bit about it and like I'm sure you've given everyone like the little recap, but is there anything like juicy you want to reveal about the book? Oh, 100%. Always. Okay. I like the book. I, I had an idea to write a book a while ago, but it's really hard to get me to like sit down and just like, oh, I'll just write a book. So it definitely well, you're took... a creator. So that's why <laughs> oh my God, I know my attention span is getting worse by the minute, especially with six seconds. It was just like, OK, we have to get and now we have, you know, I love TikTok. It like revived my yeah I love it's so fun I can't wait to talk to you about it yeah so the book I just wanted to talk about my life I you know I went through alcohol and addiction and social media and my parents and the the biggest thing that propelled me to write a book was I got married and met the love of my life and it was like a dream fairy tale amazing story like we would tell people our story and they would get goosebumps and I was like I know me too and we had the wedding of our dreams. And a month later, basically everything went like diving down, crashing, burning. And it was the most traumatic, horrible experience of my life. And when that happened, it really propelled, lit the fire under me to be like, okay, I have to write a book about this, not only for like my own personal reasons of healing and like getting it out, but the story of it was just so powerful that I felt like this could help people who have Absolutely. perhaps been through the same thing. Like the book's not about that, but there's a couple chapters in there with how basically I've gotten through and overcome, you know, alcoholism and addiction and whatever, divorce and heartbreak. And, you know, I think the message, I didn't write about it to, you know, like let's bash him and make him look bad. It was more of like, how can I not take it personally and how can I forgive and let go and move forward with an open heart? Because I think the thing that a lot of people do is they generalize and that can be obviously, as we know, especially today, is that can be so dangerous to just be like, oh, well, this guy hurt me and therefore men suck. And so I'm just not going to date when totally yeah, I don't want to close my heart. I want to keep my heart open. And how can I make that that person and that experience with that person, but keep my heart open and remain a target for love. And so that's what really sparked the motivation to put out a book, you know? No, I feel like I totally resonated when you were talking about, or I, it made me more inclined to want to read your book because when you started talking about the divorce, I am like, very I feel like sensitive or I, I feel for people when they bring up anything divorce related because about two years ago my parents got divorced and it literally rocked my world like I, my parents were like the Joneses like and I don't really talk about it so like I, I honestly feel uncomfortable even talking about it right mm. now but like it rocked my world so much that I have so much empathy for anyone that has gone through a divorce or like the kid being the children of, a, you know, a crazy parent divorce, especially when you're young, like going through that. But anyway, I just have to ask, like, now that my parents have gone through it and, you know, I've seen the other the light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, we're moving forward and I, I feel like I can like breathe again and I'm like less anxious and I can talk about it without like bawling my eyes out, mm. et cetera, et cetera you know, what made you see the light at the end of the tunnel, like getting through your divorce? Was it you like writing out, you know, what you needed to get out or like, how, how did you get through the like big, you know, horrible part of it to, you know, feeling like you mm -hmm. needed to help people by your writing? Well, first of all, I want to say that I, 
my parents were married 23 years and then they got divorced and it was like, wait, what? But we're the three musketeers. And so I totally have as much. That was rela- like my family. Yeah. It's like they it's- were married for like, I think like 25 years or something around. That. Yeah. It's weird when it's that amount of time. I think it's almost like I'm just, it's just like, bizarre. But why though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But why? What's what's so different now than I don't know. But I don't claim to know because, you know, I wasn't in the marriage, but I definitely thought, you know, we are a happy family and yeah, there's a couple ups and downs, but you know, I didn't ever think that that would happen. And then it did. And it was, I definitely did not break down it. I didn't break down until I. Okay. So we're going to pause the episode really quickly so I can talk about literally one of my favorite things on the planet. Anchor. So if you haven't heard about anchor before, it's basically the easiest way to make a podcast period. Let me just explain to you what they have. First of all, it's free, which like nothing's free anymore. So I feel like that's already your number one winner. Second of all, there's like all these different creation tools on the platform where you can make your own podcast and like you can record and edit it right from your phone or your computer, which is like crazy because you don't need all this fancy equipment. And like I said, it's free. So you're saving money that way too. And then my personal favorite thing about Anchor and like the main reason why I use it is because Anchor will literally distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on all different platforms that like basically any podcast can be distributed. So it can be heard through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. So all you do is submit your podcast link and they literally distribute it everywhere for you, which is incredible. And overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So it's super easy. I can't recommend it enough. I personally use this every week and I just love it so much. I recommend it to every one of my friends that wants to start a podcast. Even my brother uses it. So it's very user friendly and I definitely recommend. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So don't miss your opportunity to make an awesome podcast and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall, like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. 
Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Now let's get back into the episode. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Years later. Really? Yeah, it was like they, they divorced when I was 18. And then, like, at 23, I started processing it all. Because immediately I was like, well, I get it. You know, relationships aren't meant to last. And, you know, it's their wow. prerogative. And I'm in college now. And you know what? It's not my place. And and then, yeah, and then I got sober. And I was like, oh, my God. Where's my family? <laughs> I have no family. Where's my home? Where are And I had to, like, find home within my heart and not – because there was no home. Like, literally, like, people would go back to their house and be like, oh, my family home. And I'm like, okay, I don't have that. Uh, yeah. I guess home is wherever I'm going to be by myself. Totally. So good on you for like experiencing and letting it out and like feeling your feelings. And I think that has helped me as far as my own relationship goes and my marriage where, you know, when, when shit hit the fan and I learned who I married and what, you know, he behaved like, I was so in love with him that it didn't make sense for me to just be like, you know what, I'm leaving because this is like, I deserve better and whatever. I had married him. So like, it's easy to walk away from just like a relationship. I mean, it's never easy because you have to like detach and all that stuff. But for me, like everybody in my life was like, oh my God, run, like run so far the other way. Like this is way too soon to be happening. You just got, you just, you know, it's not an, this isn't an old 10, 20 year relationship with kids where, you know, things happen this is like a new relationship kind of so totally when it's supposed to be like all good and dandy I think so yeah the first few years of especially after like the wedding is like come on and so it was just so alarming but so I didn't walk away I I did have my own space and I you know basically kicked him out but I still kept in contact not a ton for the first month I was just like okay I gotta focus on myself and basically my parents and friends would come by and I would eat a bagel a day and I like dropped all this weight and I because it was just so mortifying like the experience was so mortifying and you can definitely read it in the book or listen to it on the podcast because I actually go into deep detail about it on there But what I did to process a lot of the pain was therapy. We both went to couples therapy for three months. And in that, I was able to cry and let it out and share my fears. And he was able to share. And so it helped me have a better understanding of, you know, why he did what he did and where he came from. And, you know, long story long, I had to keep asking the universe, like, because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether I was supposed to stay or go, but I you know, I got the signs that the changes weren't being made that I needed in order to move forward with trust. Because I do believe that like once the trust is broken, it's really hard to like move forward, right? Because if it's broken, then how do you how do you stay in something where you don't actually trust the person? It's really difficult to want to be open to that person. (laughs) It's horrifying. And so, you know, 
I just, I made a decision that was best for me to stick it out and to try to make it work so that I didn't have any regrets looking back. And when we finally like separated for good, it was like, well, I, I gave it everything. I gave it everything. And then in the process of healing, I just, I cried a lot. I did a lot of breath work. I would share with friends how I was feeling. I would write letters. I would write out my emotions. Sometimes I would call him and just sob. Like there was just so much old ancient pain that this brought up for me of like, you know, fear of abandonment and not being enough and all the human things that we have underneath everything. Yeah, totally. That, yeah. And so, and I, I look at it now, like, I mean, I still get angry. It's not often, but I'll definitely like once a month, usually around my period where I'm like, no, <laughs> me. <laughs> Every, do you have same. that too, where you like your friends need to remind you that like we're extra sensitive around our period? I feel like I'll I'll know I'm off or I I know when I'm being a bitch and I don't even know why I'm being a bitch though and uh-huh. then I realize like I'll go to the bathroom and be like oh that's why <laughs> yeah it makes everything makes sense and you're like oh yeah, yeah I need to take these days off from trying to make huge decisions because the decisions totally. that I want to make are so extreme around my period which is such a beautiful well, thing like but we totally. take it yeah we take it for granted like the fact that like we women are like working and hustling during our period is actually insane because they used to like huddle in huts with just women would be around women and they'd all like menstruate together and I'm like I miss those like can we get that back why can we do that that sounds amazing yeah so last question about like all this heavy stuff because I'm just very interested it sounds like after what you know whatever like went down and was the last hitting point to when you guys decided you were going to get a divorce it, it sounded like it happened very quickly after your marriage you decided to get a divorce very pretty quickly What advice would you give to, you know, any women or men, you know, that are getting married pretty quickly? Like, what advice would you be like, oh, hey, maybe like put the brakes on if this happens or, you know, pay attention to these signs or these Mm -hmm. things? Like, what advice would you give to someone that might be getting married soon? Right. Yes, we did. We got engaged after four months and then we got married like a year later. So everything happened really quickly. And the will thing, the, the things that I will say is if it's urgent, if it feels urgent in your body, it it's not spiritual. So like the things that are meant to happen in the world will happen with ease and grace. And there's nothing that you can really do to mess it up. If it's meant to be like, if it's meant for you, it won't go by you. And I had such an urgent energy around the whole thing of needing him to move across the country in with me and him the same and we both like just had to be with each other because it felt like I was searching for him for like literally 30 years where I was like and then when I finally found him I was like okay we found each other like we can stop looking let's be together now and so you know it didn't feel wrong in the moment but in hindsight there were moments where I wasn't necessarily and it's all so easy to like do things in hindsight but at the time there were moments where I listened to his words rather than my my gut instinct. And I think that's a common thing where, you know. Wow, that's look powerful. At people. Yeah. And his actions were great, too. Like, it's not like, like he was a gentleman and or acted like a gentleman and was so kind. Like, that's why it didn't make any sense because he was so like people loved him. He came across very authentic and genuine. And so. He, sh- he was always showing up for me. And I can honestly say that I do believe that despite what he did, he did love me to the best that he could. But the signs to look out for with, let's say, pathological lying or narcissistic or so- sociopathic behaviors 
watch out for what they call love bombing, which is, you know, within the first few days of meeting you, they're saying, I love you. You know what I mean? Like, like, hold on over the top obsessed. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Or, oh, my God, I want to be with you forever. If they're saying stuff like that, like really soon within the first like week, that's a red flag. Right. I don't and I don't care what you feel. And because I was privy to this where I believed it because I believe that I am lovable and beautiful. And so when someone's acknowledging it, I'm like, you see me finally, someone's seeing me. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so love bombing is that. And, you know, like be cautious. That's crazy. I have never heard of that term love bombing. Oh, I hadn't either. Yeah. That's like mine. A mind blowing moment for me. <laughs> yeah, and it really happens a lot with a lot younger people cuz it's like we we're not as like weighed down with so much fear and like judgment and jadedness or whatever. But that's totally. a huge one. Another one is gaslighting that I the uh, new term that I've learned about in the last year. Do you want to explain that for people that don't really know what it is? Because I feel like all the time people are always asking what that is. I know. Oh, I still don't. I mean, I, my interpretation of it is going to be that they make you seem like your thoughts are not yours or accurate in some ways. So just kind of, yeah, I would look up the term because it's basically something that where they invalidate your feelings. They don't, they turn it back on you. Yeah, it says basically making you question your own judgment and memory or making you have like low self-esteem, it says. Yeah, he didn't do this specific thing where like some people like, I guess what they call like sociopath or psychopath or whatever it is where you can't basically like you can't love anybody but me. Like I have your best interest in heart and nobody is trustworthy. And so you start like questioning the people in your life and they're the only ones that are trustworthy. That's definitely, definitely a red flag jealousy obviously is not a great thing like a little bit's fine but like if it's like you can't hang out with your friends you know luckily he didn't do any yeah. of that but there was a time where like I had good feelings about a certain you know girl or whatever that I liked and he was like she's evil I would stay away from her and I was like what I didn't I don't think that like I've had good experiences with her and he's like just trust yeah, me weird. and later to find out that like I think he like tried to contact her before he ever met I don't know it's weird stuff but like yeah, it made me question my own trusting myself, which is very dangerous road to go down. You want to be able to like this whole journey of this last year is me regaining trust in myself and following my gut and following my body, too, because like the body doesn't lie. Energy doesn't lie. People. lie. That's so true. The body is the so body smart. And yeah, sometimes the body it, is very smart. <laughs> it's so much smarter than our brain and what it says. And so. It's important to listen to your body. Like if you're not like a lot of people that are in relationships, I hear a lot that are like, I don't know, I'm just not attracted or my body doesn't want to have sex or da, da, da. like listen to that. There is a Absolutely. reason like that's Period. information. That's, so that, that's not something wrong with you. That's information of like, maybe you don't trust the person yet. Maybe you think you trust them, but maybe you don't. Maybe there's more to re- be revealed. Maybe there's more to be expressed. Is there an unexpressed resentment that you haven't shared about? The body does not lie. Wow. I love that. The body does not lie. Great, great quote. You need to have that as like a, a poster in your house. <laughs> I really the do. Body does not lie. I've had to remember that like my body is very smart and like, it's, yeah. okay, it's okay to trust that and to set boundaries. It's a whole other thing too. Setting boundaries, like trusting that if you set boundaries and they leave, then they weren't meant to stay. 
You know what I mean? Wow. So true. You're preaching. I know. <laughs> man in. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like taking all of this information in. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Mwah! Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. <laughs> but my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So I have to ask, how do you feel? Because when my parents got divorced, like I didn't want to tell anyone. I was so embarrassed. Like I, even to this day, like it makes me afraid to pursue guys or like let them pursue me because I'm just like. I, I'm genuinely like I, I joke about it, but like I tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, I'm just at this point, I'm expecting you to get a divorce and have like two great marriages. And like, that's the tea. You know what I mean? Which is like me. That's like me being unhealthy and like joking about it. Yeah. When <laughs> joking about my biggest fear. I totally but get it. We do that I, to cope. That's all good. Yeah. I do the that's same my thing. Way of coping. 
But I have to ask, like, how are you so open with the world about it? Is it because, like, you grew on Vine and your life is so public? Like, it, is it just because that's what's comfortable to you? Like, talking on camera or talking to, you know, your podcast or your book or whatever. Like, how are you so open and comfortable talking about the things that have made you struggle or like the deepest darkest times in your life like how are you so comfortable talking about it with people yeah that's a really good question I have found freedom in doing so and so I'm now wired to the goodness that it feels to be honest with someone because I I have found that when I share something vulnerable about myself it it opens up the floor to have anyone I'm around be honest about something and then it caught it forces connection which is what the main human desire is, is to feel connected, whether it's to themselves, to the people that they're around or their source, is we all just truly want to connect. And I found, you know, I, I got sober. So like I was around a lot of people that were struggling. And when I started hearing, the only way I started opening up is because I heard other people opening up and telling their truth. And it blew my mind because I was like, you know, I grew up in LA and Sherman Oaks and then Calabasas where I just, I did not feel safe. I didn't feel free. I felt like I had to be funny. I felt like if I were to start crying, then people would just start laughing or judging me and all these things. And I've only found the opposite to be true. That once I finally got real and dropped in and started speaking the truth, it was setting me free. Like it's such a true statement that the truth is freedom and so the more I share about what's really going on with me the more praise I get the more people write to me and say I've never felt more connected to you I love your comedy but when you share like your tears or your truth it's helped me so much and I go okay well if it's helping people then that's my purpose because now I feel free I don't feel like I have anything to hide you know what I mean I feel like I can I can be an open book and be like yep you know, I used, I threw up in public because of uh, alcohol and I, my, you know, like all these things I used to, whatever. I write a lot about my messes in the book and how, like when you become at peace with your life, you can share anything as it it really. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're like, well, I already amended that and I already came peace with that. And I, I processed it. I mean, it took a lot of crying and grieving and not avoiding the pain of looking at, you know, what I used to behave like. So now that I've healed from it, I can talk about it easily, right? I love that. Yeah, that's honestly so impressive because people always say like vulnerability is like it's the sexiest and hottest, you know, best thing, but it's also the hardest thing. You just being vulnerable is like making is what why so many people connect with you. But I was going to ask since your brand online, at least to begin with, was so comedy focused and you know this perfect bubbly like funny girl was it so challenging being able to like kind of introduce this new like the real you to your following and your because it's it's confusing being like your own person as your brand if that makes sense was was that ever tough yeah it's still tough I still have a separate channel for my manifestation you know spirituality and loving the parts of you that hurt I still sometimes keep it very separate because I haven't trusted that if I just combine them that people will accept it you know so I've I've kept them separate and I've had even just this year this awakening of it's all within me it's all one thing it's not 
this or that. I ha- I fear that it's conf- it'll confuse people. And it does. Sometimes it does. Sometimes people watch a video that's serious and they're like, wait, I was waiting for the punchline. I don't understand. Wait, is this supposed to be funny or not? And and it, it'll be what it'll be. But I definitely have found that I'm in more alignment with what I really have to say when I share all of it and not just one side of the coin of the comedy side. That when I show the other yeah. side of like, and today I'm struggling because I'm comparing and despairing on social media and thinking that other people are having it easier than me because look, they're smiling and they have more followers. So therefore I'm not enough. And I have to like check myself and go, okay, so how do I get out of this mind frame, journal, meditate, go for a walk and, and, and get back into gratitude for what I do have? You know what I mean? And so, you know, it's still a balance. I still see a world in which, I mean, I do, I mean, on my certain channels, I do both. It's really just Instagram where I've kind of kept them somewhat separate. Yeah. You know, but it, it it's, sounds it's like, not easy. Oh my gosh. I, it's, I it's can't hard. even imagine. I was just about to ask you, first of all, were you the funny kid growing up? Were you like, you know, always known as like the funny friend or did you kind of like develop into realizing that you're like hilarious? I was quiet. And then at about eight, it all came out. And then I was the funny kid, but I, I would intertwine. I would get quiet and then I'd be funny around the people that I felt safe to be funny around. If that makes sense. Like okay. my close friends, I was goofy, but the comedy comedy didn't really start to like shine until I started doing improv at Second City and Groundlings and stand up. And that's when it really, and then Vine, of course, that's when it took off to where I felt like I had permission to be that way more. But I've always had these two sides where I'm like quiet, introverted, you know, try to trying to give advice and be there for people in my life and then when the camera's on it all switches I don't know if this is like a stereotype or just something I've heard but with comedians is it is it true when people say that comedians are you know so happy like online or when they're on and but like it's because they're like actually not happy deep down when they're not on is does that make sense I think that's I a really good stereotype correctly. I think that's not too far I think there's a few of us out there that have gotten lucky enough to find a spiritual journey you know like Russell Brand and and myself and my friend Laura it sounds Clary. like you really have have mastered or you're you're on the road to mastering both which is awesome yeah like it definitely we develop humor is a defense mechanism at an early age because we feel pain and how can I deflect and how can I avoid and how can I deflect and make light of a heavy situation and now you know like even during my stand-up days I I didn't want to be out at midnight doing open mics and so I kind of that's why I'm so grateful that Vine happened because I was able to kind of have being the humorous but still you know take care of myself mentally but I think it's a very true thing that the darkest people are the funniest people because they take their darkness and use it for light on stage. And that's so true. Yeah. It's, it comes from that because there is an actual fine line. It is. It's very sad. It's it's so sad. I want to dive into more, more lighter things because (laughs) you're so good at like getting into the deep (laughs) stuff. I love it. I am. You started Vine. Did you start it right when it came out? Like, how did you, how did you get five months, five months into it. So I think it started in 2013. I just quit my job at Daily Grill working in a restaurant. And I was like, there's got to be more to life. And then I got certified as an NLP practitioner doing neurolinguistic programming, thinking that, okay, if this comedy thing doesn't work out, I'm going to heal people with hypnosis. And then like a month later, <laughs> Vine took off and I made like 60 Vines just for fun. 
at this point, I didn't know that you could get a following on social media, right? Like that was out of the realm of possibility. It wasn't a thing, yeah. No, it was crazy to think about. And then I was doing stand-up at the time and I did a Kristen Stewart impression in my stand-up and then someone commented on my vine and was like can you throw up your Kristen stewart impression i saw you do it at the comedy store and i was like great and i did and it was like an overnight thing where it was like ten thousand followers and then a week was... i remember seeing that oh actual God. video <laughs> that's so crazy yeah and then so... it just blew up from there and i was like whoa this is this is a lot did you get like did you get brand deals and things like when did you start making money from vine I think within a couple of months, I started getting uh, like a hundred. Like what was your first check? Oh my yeah. God, it was like a hundred dollars for some shopping app. And and then, yeah, I was making like nothing. And I had like 500,000 followers making. But for me, it was everything. I was like a hundred dollars. Oh, you were probably like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God, this is crazy. And then I And then I realized that I had a really bad scamming manager for a couple months who I think stole from me. And then I you found kidding me. I'm not kidding. It was horrible. But I didn't know he was because I didn't know what people were making until yeah. I started talking about it with my other Vine friends. And they're like, what? You should be making three, four grand with that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what? And then I ditched him and then got with a different agency and started making actual money. And it was amazing. It was it was incredible. Did you ever have a moment where you got offered a brand deal that was just like you were like I cannot believe I'm getting paid this much for a vine yeah I still am yeah. shocked that anyone's paying me to promote their stuff <laughs> seven years later I'm like huh you yeah. want to who's I mean, been your favorite brand partnership oh my gosh you've done some really cool ones I've seen I have I've been really lucky I think when I was on vine I had a really good one that I did for Nordstrom and Amazon oh I like the T-Mobile one I did with like a you had to do like a I and my friend asked me to marry him and then I had to make like a really goofy ugly face and basically be like sure I'll marry you but I had like a really disgusted face and that was really fun <laughs> but recently I mean I love all the brands that I work with but one was really fun. I went to Shanghai Disney and I went to Australia oh, wow. first. So we were doing, we were, I was promoting Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean. And so they had me wow. and Desi Perkins and a couple other influencers go to Australia and film a day with Jack Sparrow. What's his name? Johnny Depp. Yeah. And that's so cool. It was crazy. And I was, I was in the middle of filming a vine on set and we were all in this crazy costumes and Johnny had walked by and I was like, I just stared at him and I was like, I'm just going to my trailer. And I poured it, pointed at the porta potty or whatever. And then he just stared at me and he was like, uh, that used to be my trailer. And I was like, oh <laughs> my God. And then, and then later he came and took a picture with us and we got to like watch him sword fight. And then two years later, like, so this was what was weird. I was still on Vine at the time and they're like, okay, great. Awesome. And you're going to be posting this, you know, in two years when the premiere <gasps> comes out. And I was like, What? And at that point, Vine was dead. So like, oh, two years later, we My all gosh. fly to we all fly to Shanghai, Disney, and go to the premiere of this movie that, you know, we were promoting. And so at that point, I just kind of promoted on my Instagram. But we got to see all the actors again, and it was a really cool campaign because it lasted so long in really yeah, cool cities, crazy and countries. You've done a lot of well. It was just really popular especially you living in LA to collab with people on Vine. And it seems like you've did a crap ton of collabs. 
Yes, I did. I collaborated with Jay Cyrus, Vincent Marcus, uh, Marcus Johns, Matt Cutshaw, Sonny Mabry, Jason Nash, Brandon Cavillo. Is it crazy seeing... I mean, obviously, you've done a great job, like, diversifying and, you know, building a brand off of Vine because it died. <laughs> yeah. Is it crazy seeing other Viners, like, for instance, David Dobrik oh, God. or even, like, the Paul brothers, like, seeing, like, what they're doing now? Oh, it's insane. I'm so jealous. I just am like, <laughs> what the F did I do wrong here? Because... What do you think you did? Oh. I mean, I, I would say you're really successful, obviously. But, like, what do you No, but you they're on done? another level making millions and millions and millions. And I'm not doing that. But I will at some point. What do you think that they did that was so smart? They collabed with each other. And so I think had I opened my collaborations up more broadly, I think that would have been really helpful. They also promoted the hell out of their YouTube and started doing YouTube which I never really got into. And I think that was a mistake or it was, it was what it was. I hate to say like, Oh, it was a mistake. But like, had I been like, all right, guys, follow me to YouTube, follow me to YouTube, follow me to YouTube and started vlogging. You know what I mean? And hanging out with David Uh and and Zane and Heath and Liza and all them. I would have like, you know, been in that world and had a nice chunk of followers. And I love all of those guys. Like I love them all. They're great. I just didn't spend time with them and I didn't get into the whole vlogging thing. Cause I think at that point I was still feeling like, and I still feel like I want to be an actress and I, I really want to be in movies and TV shows and have a sitcom. And I, it didn't feel in alignment with what, what I was trying to do. Yeah. I was just about to ask you, what do you feel like are the next big steps for you like where do you see yourself going what do you want to do like that you haven't accomplished yet and be specific not just like you know I want to be an actor like what do you, do you want to be an actor in a feature film do you want to yes. be the next Megan Fox like what do you want to do that's hilarious oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> she's really pretty oh she's stunning so are you though <laughs> so are you oh thank you I'm blushing I would like to be the next female Ace Ventura the mask Okay. So like the next female Jim Carrey. So I'd like to star in a in a comedy where I'm the fish out of water crazy character and have everybody just be like, what is wrong with her? The other thing is star in a sitcom like Friends where I play Phoebe or Rachel. And that's like a dream of <laughs> mine to be on set of a sitcom area where I'm just filming with a bunch of friends. Yeah, TV show, movies like that. And then at some point I do want to get into drama and, you know, be in those really deep movies that mean something that are trying to get a message across that you know there's a motive behind and I see that later I see right now a lot of um a lot with this book and getting into spirituality and healing and TED talks and stuff like that and I think that the acting is going to pick up pretty soon I have a really good feeling about 2021 you're very I love how specific you are you're like I want to be this this and this do you like write those things down. You said you're really big into manifestation. What do you do like specifically to make those things come to fruition? Well, I could be doing more now that you're bringing it up, but the way I've <laughs> manifested the life that I have now is yes, absolutely through visualization and picturing things in big bright color and stepping into that image and imagining that it's already happening now. Writing things down, yeah, and gratitude, like thanking them. Like let's say for me, I would be like, Thank you so much for making me the star of a hit sitcom that's lasting for years at a time where I'm being paid millions. So I'd, I'd already be thanking the universe for what it has yet to give me, but will give me like 
clicking into as if it's happening now. So not like, oh, so I like will. it's currently happening. Yes. That's a lot of what Tony Robbins talks about. And as I'm saying it now, I'm like, okay, I'm not doing this enough. So I need to be doing it now. But I'm doing <laughs> Come I on, do, man. I did it, it, girl. I know. I did it for my wedding. I was like, I, I'm getting free stuff. I'm getting free stuff. And I got, and the wedding will be really taken care of. And I manifested free, three free dresses, cake, DJs, oh, wow. photographers, videographers, the tuxedo, like Almost everything was taken care of because I was just positively sure that it was going to happen. And I did the same thing. I'm doing the same thing with my house. I'm selling my house and I already feel it in my gut that I'm there's going to be a bidding war and they're going to pay way over asking price. And I'm going to be like, yes. So I just need to bring it into my career now. Like that's the last yeah. step for me. So I think. you you more so naturally manifest your personal things and you kind of have to tell yourself to manifest your work or career stuff is that what you're saying yeah I think so I think yeah it's so weird because I had such an easy time manifesting vine and those followers without even knowing it I think it was just the freedom and the I think when you really enjoy something it pays you back you know what I mean like people just want to have us want to watch us have fun and enjoy ourselves and so the same thing happened with tiktok when i joined earlier this year and now i'm at like 1.1 million which feels really good and that all happened really quickly and unfortunately the limited belief is the whole instagram i'm like well that can't happen on instagram because of the algorithm and blah blah and i still have like this weird block from it i mean i'm happy that reels has happened because it's fun and it's you know find more access but it really it our life is a reflection of our beliefs do you know your enneagram number yeah, I think I'm a two. You are? Sometimes I f- get a four. It's like Oh, one- I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> are are you a wing three? Like I don't know if you know Enneagram. I have pop, to redo but- it. I but when I've taken okay. those tests, I would get like I would flip flop between maybe a, a two and a four. So I'm a hard three, which is like the achiever, the one mm. that like I, I, I like for instance, prime example is it's so easy for me to manifest work or career things, but I have to remind myself to manifest like personal things mm. that I want to, you know, get better at. I'm like the complete opposite. I'm reverse. Yeah. So I can, I'm like, yeah. oh, I boyfriend, I got one tomorrow. <laughs> I have to tell myself like, oh yeah, like I do want a husband one day. Like I should probably start like thinking about that or manifesting that. Whereas like with like work it's it's I don't know why it comes so much more naturally or it's way more top of mind for me so I have to like remind myself to manifest personal things but I think it makes sense because I'm the three on the Enneagram like I'm the achiever I love like I get high off of like work success mm-hmm. kind of thing I'm the which, opposite um, like I could care less about work I mean I'm really, really grateful for it and I love it but like it's not I have to make myself show up for it whereas yeah like, well we need to like find our happy medium <laughs> yeah when I when you spoke you. yeah when you spoke about your your parents and everything I was like you got to make that vision of them just make it black and white push it away and and start picturing in big bright colors the kind of love and relationship that you truly desire and hold nothing back and bring that yeah, closer I, to you because that's them that's not you I do need to do that I literally do need to do that because I I don't know why like I'm like okay that happened to them like that's gonna happen to me like I that's it's a lie that's a full-blown lie okay that's good I needed to hear that <laughs> yeah you're lying to yourself so you can just apologize and move forward with the truth uh that makes me feel good I definitely I'm excited to is your manifestation channel is that on YouTube 
it's just on, on it's on it's on instagram yeah okay I, I, i'm so excited to follow that because i love like manifestation stuff oh good good goody good good well let's run through these polls and we will wrap it up it was such a delight talking to you, you too we did some fun like really quick polls that we are going to answer of course so the first one is tiktok or vine which one do you prefer oh my god oh fine i'm gonna say tiktok because i'm a gen z <laughs> yeah i have to say vine because it's like og vine what do you that's your og i love tiktok so seven, but come on 78 percent said tiktok 22 percent said vine i i would say that's pretty decent though because I i'm surprised like anyone right. said vine Especially yeah, since it's yeah, over. Same. Like, it's not even active anymore, so... TikTok or Instagram? TikTok. I'm going to say TikTok, too. 66% said Instagram. Whoa. And 34% said TikTok. Well, where is the poll taken? Instagram. <laughs> That's why. Long-form vid or short-form vid? Mm, it depends on how long, you know what I'm saying? But I love a good short-form. What's, like, what's too long, in your opinion? Oh, my God, like, 10 minutes it might be too long. Really? I like short, short form. I like both, but I'm going to pick short form. I'm going to pick short form, but I, I do like both. Uh, I mean, they're both great for different reasons. You know, I think long form only works is at the end of the video. You're like, holy shit, that felt so short. So it's like all in the editing. Like, I feel like if it's long form, it needs to have a bunch of different chapters that are like really short. So a bunch of shorts together. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so, yes, yeah, 66% though said long form. Wow. Isn't that weird? I, That's I really weird. I thought it was going to be the opposite. Yeah. Me too. 34% said short form. So, I don't know. I will say though, I'm more of in the like lifestyle YouTuber community. And a lot of my peers and people that, you know, I'm friends with on YouTube or that are in the lifestyle community, they've been uploading a lot longer videos. Like, They'll upload like a 30 or 40 minute vlog and that does better for them, which is crazy. I don't understand. But like then I have like TikTok friends that, you know, are like, oh, my God, don't make anything over 10 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. I think it just depends. Like master your thing and like figure out what people, I guess, like the mm-hmm. most stand up or podcasting. Stand up is way more exhilarating than podcasting. I love podcasting. I really do. But I have to say stand up. I'm going to say podcasting because I'm biased, but 78% said podcasting. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like what? Listening or going? It kind of depends. So true. Yeah. Because like as a performer, there's nothing like being on stage and having an audience like be there is powerful, but podcasting, oh, it's just comfortable and easy and fun and you get to be in your PJs, which I'm in right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, also it's podcasting for me is therapeutic. Like I feel like g- me talking things out like really makes me feel better. After. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great to process that way for sure. Reading books or listening to books? Listening. I would say listening too, because if I read, I have to be annotating it at the same time. Like I have to be writing or underlining or like, Mm. that's the only way I can fully comprehend if I'm like, I have a pen in my hand too. Yeah. I love a good walk with a, like with an audio book and getting, killing two birds or whatever. Yeah. Two birds with one stone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, once your book is in audio format, I was, I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah. It'll be in November. So it shouldn't be, and that'll fly by and it'll be like my voice speaking my words. I'm really, really excited. Wait, really? You're going to be the one. Yeah. Oh Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't wait to have you in my ear. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 66% said reading books. That actually surprises me. 
Yeah, it's more, um, I want to say meditative to, I think, read, but it's like, I just have a hard time sitting down to do that. So whatever. Same. And then last one, pizza or sushi? No, don't make me choose. I'm going pizza. I'm really 50-50 on this. Okay, I'll say pizza too. You're going to say pizza too? I mean, it's a classic. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with pizza. You can't have really like bad pizza, but you can have bad sushi. You can have Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's What's your sushi restaurant of choice? Katsuya or Sugarfish? Yeah, I'm a Sugarfish girl. Oh, it's so good. It's stu- yeah. It's stupid good. It's stupid good, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Do you mind pimping yourself out? Where can people follow you, your Instagram, your TikTok, your book, everything? Yeah, my TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook is at Man and Matthews, M-A-N-O-N-M-A-T-H-E-W-S. And then my um, spiritual channel is Manifestation. My podcast is Serious But Funny, B-U-T-T. And then my book is <laughs> Funny How It Works Out. And wow, I'm so excited to listen to your book in November. And thank you so much for coming on. Are you kidding me? Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And literally, let's keep in touch so I can crush your belief pa- negative or limiting no, beliefs. I'm- <laughs> You'll probably see me starting to comment on all your manifestation posts because like, I need that positivity. Yes, in my it's life. good. It's good to follow positive Instagram. Yeah accounts i know all right well thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in be sure to follow me on instagram at tk's juicy polls because without following me you can't vote in the polls and be a part of the podcast and be sure to make someone's day this week peace today's episode is brought to you by angie angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well let me tell you there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you you watch them do it the right way and you go thank god i didn't try to do that myself I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.